The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa is for educational purposes only and is not intended to provide a physician-patient relationship, give diagnoses, prescribe treatment, or do psychotherapy. Please contact your health care provider to obtain treatment. Discover your body's natural ability to heal. Welcome to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. Have you ever suffered from weight gain after work stress? Have you ever suffered from weight ups and downs? After, especially when you've tried to eat less food, less carbs, all kinds of ways of eating less and working more at working out. If you've ever had problems with weight gain, weight loss, no matter what you've done, today's your day because we're going to discuss the weight loss, weight gain, merry-go-round. In today's world, it's very common to see people trying, 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 diet after diet, the intermittent fasting, the carbohydrate addicts, the Atkins, everything, the Mediterranean diet, everything, to try to lose the weight. Today's show is going to change your life because it's going to teach you how to use mind, body, and medical intuition to keep the healthy metabolism, healthy weight, and a healthy mind and body. We're taking your calls, 816-251-3555 from within the U.S. and Canada. But remember, unityonlineradio.org is live, live every Wednesday, 4 p.m. Central Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time. But you can get the show on your favorite podcast provider as well. You join this live show with a question every Wednesday, 4 p.m. Central Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time. So what are the causes of weight gain, weight loss? First of all, a lot of people are motivated to lose weight because they know about diabetes, arthritis, heart disease, stroke, sleep apnea, fatty liver, lung disease like asthma, hormone problems, fertility like polycystic ovary disease, The increased rate for breast cancer, colon cancer, the rate goes on, including prostate cancer. But everybody thinks, why wouldn't anybody want to lose the weight? Well, actually, it changes your relationship. A lot of people, their sex life with their spouse changes, and not always for the good. A lot of people's spouses are threatened when you lose weight because they get a little jealous because you might get more sexual attention from others. Then, of course, people tend to have problems with their friends. 
because their friends may be jealous and, interestingly enough, may sabotage your weight loss efforts. Then, of course, if you've lost a lot of weight, you may get excessive skin or stretch marks and so on and so on. You may feel more cold. You may have trouble sleeping. You may have troubles with your periods. And over time, it may be harder for you to lose weight. Not to mention, if you lose too much weight, you may get depression. Too much weight, you lose the fat in your brain. It's well known that people who are anorexic actually have problems with depression. Too much weight loss is not good. There are 10 reasons for hidden weight loss. Do you know what they are? Many people think it's eating too much, that if you just pushed the plate away from you, put down the damn fork once and for all, that you wouldn't be heavy. I can tell you right now that's just not true. And recently in the New York Times, they actually published a study it shows that we have a lot of judgment about people with weight problems. And oh, we need to know, all what we don't know about weight loss is quite a bit. First of all, sleep. Let's talk about the sleep. Now that we're in this pandemic, I actually have been disrupted sleep. I actually had a lot of health challenges in my life and I've been cooped up in hospitals, actually 10 months cooped up on a bed, a flat on my back, a bed that was two feet wide by eight feet long. And so I don't have a problem being sequestered in house. It doesn't make me suffer, but I am intuitively keyed into all the suffering in the world and the people dying. And that has interrupted my sleep and I've gained weight and I'm eating the same. If you have disruptive sleep, if you have many awakenings in the middle of the night, it messes up your sleep. And this will tell you an awful lot about your sleep mechanism and eating. If your sleep mechanism is messed up, your appetite gets messed up because the onset of sleep, if you don't get enough of it, your appetite increases and it messes up leptin and leptin actually induces appetite. When you don't get enough sleep, when you have sleep deprivation, leptin goes down, appetite goes up, and the amount of energy you do use during the day goes down. So think about it. When you don't get sleep, your brain feels foggy. And even if you ate the same, which I do religiously, it doesn't matter. Your metabolism sinks like a rock. And every day that I don't sleep right, I gain a pound. Couldn't believe it and I eat the same. Is this you? And that means your sleep is disrupted. And this is something to do about it. Get a Fitbit and look at your sleep architecture. The, the Fitbit shows you not necessarily how much you're in non-REM, deep sleep, or REM, which is dreaming. It measures how much you move. And if you're restless and you're moving a lot, it means your sleep is disrupted. My sleep is disrupted. And even if you eat the same every day, your metabolism is going to tank because your energy is going to not be expended because your leptin is going to go down. Similarly, if you sleep too much, you think, oh, well, that would give me plenty of leptin. Hell no, it doesn't help. It doesn't work that way because they've tried to work for drugs 
to help people create more leptin. They figure they give you leptin, maybe you'll lose weight, not so much. Too much, too little, you have to sleep just the right amount, which is eight hours a night. If you can't do that, you really need to see a sleep clinic and have them help you do sleep hygiene because many people have had lifelong problem with sleep. That's number one. Number two is stress. If you have excess, and I don't like the word stress, that means what are we having for dinner tonight? It means we're having food. What kind of food? Can you imagine going to a restaurant and they just give you a menu? This is what we got here, we got food. That's ridiculous. So you wanna look at what kind of stress and name it with your right brain, bring it to your left brain, name it, so you can respond effectively and release it. The right brain, you name the kind of emotion or stress you're having, fear, anger, sadness, or unrequited love and joy. You love someone, they don't love you back. If you hold on to the fear, you hold on to the anger, sadness, that stress. Think of yourself as a baseball player. You get the ball thrown at you. If you hold on to it and don't throw it home, that sets up a domino effect that sends it down into your body and that increases your chance toward health problems. Similarly, if you're near somebody and they have emotion and you're carrying it, then you're more likely to send it down into your body. You're carrying it for them. So you carry the weight of your emotions and then you carry the weight of their emotions. So you have two, two, two problems in one with emotions and weight and cortisol. And so they say the cause of depression is being around someone who's depressed. Sometimes you gain weight by carrying the responsibility of someone near you and then of their emotions. Three, that leads me to narcissism which is in medical intuition, a third center problem. This has to do with responsibility. If you're someone who is very self-focused and somewhat irresponsible about their life, and you are selfless and very responsible, you tend to carry more responsibility in your life. And that will increase your chance towards symptoms of health problems. And then three, four, excuse me, four, meds. Perhaps you take a lot of supplements and a lot of medicines. Each one goes through a variety of metabolism in your body. More isn't always less. One, it shows that stress actually can put weight on. One of the number one medicines that can increase our chance toward weight is steroids. People who take steroids for autoimmune problems, weight problems, and so on, are more likely to put on weight. But we produce our own steroids when we are stressed. So steroids can help us put on weight. Doctors often say it's because of the water weight gain. I don't believe that. Because if you've ever taken steroids, you're gonna put on weight. There are some diabetic drugs that make you put on weight, antidepressant drugs, mood stabilizers, anticonvulsants like valproic acid, tecridol, steroids, we've, we talked about hormones. One of the number one ways in which they help you feed fat in animals 
before they slaughter them is actually feed them hormones. And that's one of the reasons why we have a lot of hormone-free milk and so on. And because we don't want to get those hormones in the food we drink or eat and have that cause weight gain and hormone increase in us, beta blockers and so on. Next, addiction. Who doesn't know, or maybe we don't, alcohol can make us gain weight, especially in our midsection. Smoking helps us lose weight, but when we quit smoking, we often gain it. The health effects of taking these medicines may offset the weight gain, but talk to your doctor about trying to prescribe medicines that don't increase your chance toward weight. When I was an acting psychiatrist, I was very sensitive to people with depression and anxiety because nothing's more depression, depressing and anxiety provoking if you give a person a medicine or a supplement that increases their chance toward weight. We're going to go next to the first line. We're going to go to John 57. Would be me, yes. Thank you, Dr. Mona Lisa. Thank you. How can I be of help? Oh, you know what? Just your information is so good on the, uh, the last couple of weeks if you've been talking about this subject. Also, I'd like to know if you could maybe go in more into depth, like with the body fat, with the, uh, the well, how to get you, that lowered as well. Let me tell you what I see. Okay. When I read you, the first thing I saw was work is very important to you. Work, yes. work, 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 work. Yes, yes. And yes. if you were to draw seven circles, one above the other, they're like our dashboard in our car. And you and the people in Radio Land or Unity Online Radio Land are going to do the reading alongside of me. Your body is like a dashboard in a car with warning lights. And they'll tell us the lights will light up on our body in terms of symptoms when something in our life is out of balance. So you don't want to drive your body in one area too much. You want to have the oil balanced with the water, balanced with the electrical systems. You don't want to ride one gear more than the other, more than the other. The thing is, is if you have seven centers, each one is related to an area in your body, and each area is related to an area in your life. You tend to ride the third center too hard, and you tend to ride the second center too hard, second and third, second and third, second and third, second and third. You're always tripping those gears. Third center is about work and responsibility. Work and responsibility, work and responsibility. And that is exhausting for you. It's also very anxiety provoking. And that messes up your adrenal gland. And your adrenal gland tends to produce not just cortisol that can impact your capacity to be free of viruses and cancers and so on, but your adrenal gland can mess up testosterone and estrogens. 
independent of whether you had testes or an ovary, you could still have hormonal problems based on whether you work too hard, too much, too many hours. And you do. And it disrupts your hormones. In addition, you're worried about money, 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 money. Somehow, you have some social sensitivity that either you're very productive, very anxious about being around people leisurely, whatever it is, it's easier for you to work than to relate. It's easier for you to work than be leisure. Who do you live with, John? Well, I have a roommate is who I live with for now. But you don't have you don't have a wife or a husband or a family, is that right? That is correct. And you're not the most social. I you I wouldn't call you Johnny Nightclub. Is that correct? Uh, not anymore. No, ma'am. That is correct. Right. And so, in dust, being industrious or working or being responsible is more for you. Is that right? Yes. That is correct. Yes. So therefore, you're what I would call a third chakra poster child. It's com more comfortable for you to work or be responsible than second center socialize. It's anxiety provoking. Do you understand? And I therefore, do. Yes. Therefore, you would exaggerate hormones from third center adrenal gland, and it could influence second center because you're not, you're not, you have some scar tissue in the relationship area. I look at your head. I see a pressure in your head area. I can't figure it out if that's vascular, hormonal, or what that is. I wonder if you have at times changes in your blood pressure. I wonder if people in your family have problems with small vessels. I can't figure out if they have fragile vessels in their head. They've had problems with memory, attention as they grew older. They walked in shuffling step or what that is. I look at your neck. I look at your thyroid. I look at your heart. I hear an extra sound other than on the phone. I hear an extra sound in your heart. I wonder if you were born that way. It feels like a floppy valve. I look at your left lung, right lung, left breast, right breast, esophagus, stomach, liver, gallbladder, colon, and rectal areas. I wonder if addiction runs in your family. Alcohol, prescription medicines. I see social anxiety. I see old capacity to have sensitivity to certain foods since you were born. I can't figure out if it's wheat, dairy. It's always been there. You have a ticklish abdomen, digestive tract. I look at your left kidney, right kidney, bladder. I look at your prostate. I see hormonally sensitive calcifications in a regular border around where your bladder is supposed to be, near where your prostate is supposed to be. I look at the joints in your hands, wrists, elbows, shoulders, hips, knees, and ankles. I see a capacity for decreased height, decreased bone density. I look at your neck, upper back, lower back, and sacral areas. I see a forward tilt in your spine. I can't figure out if you lean forward, you have 
um, slump posture, what that is. I see an odd sleep wakefulness cycle. Can you please tell me your health concerns? Uh, my major health concern uh, today is the prostate is the area that I am dealing with. What kind of problems running, have you had? Um, what I've been experiencing is um, running to the restroom a lot, uh, sleep, getting up in the middle of the night. Okay, so wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So that associates with a sleep problem that you get up in the middle of the night? Yes. But you had problems with sleep before then, is that right? Right. That is correct. Okay, because yes, because I saw that it wasn't related to your prostate, that you had a problem with, I don't want to say night owl, but you had trouble getting yourself into bed. Yes. Is that right? That's a big that issue. That is correct. Separate from the prostate, which I'll get into in a second. How okay. long has this been going on? Uh, for about two years. How tall are you? Five seven. How much do you weigh? 170. 5'7 and you're 170. Yes, ma'am. I count on my fingers. I'm not allowed to write because it rustles the paper. I'm probably not even allowed to say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can tell you that you're a little overweight but not tremendously. Okay. And what do they say is wrong with your prostate? I'm going in for a biopsy on Monday to find out what's the situation with it. What you can do is try to lose a little weight. They already know no. whatever body fat you do have, it gets converted via progesterone to excess estrogen and, um, and testosterone. So the less body fat you have, the less testosterone and estrogen you make. And so therefore, you'd be like starving your prostate. Do you understand? Yes. The other possibility is you could do aerobic exercise, but there's something different about your posture. What's different about your posture? You, um, you know, I'll, I can remember all the way back in the seventh grade, kind of leaning forward with my head kind of tilted towards the ground. You have very bad posture. Uh, do you have anxiety socially? Are you nervous socially? Uh, not all the time, no. Just every now and then, whenever I have to go to this event, several events, yes. I get myself worked up. Okay. And then last but not least, what caused you to throw yourself in your work? Did you have a, um, a trauma, a, a problem in a relationship? Did you have a relationship uh, breakup? I, yes, that could possibly be one, but I just grew up in a household where it was demanding and it was... I know, no, I know, I, that I understand. Okay. However, some people, when they go through a divorce or a breakup, it gets exaggerated because it fills up that emptiness so that they can exhaust themselves so when they go home, their brain is numb. It's like an addiction. Okay. What was the last serious relationship problem? The last relationship problem um, was more, he just basically kicked me out several times. So that's probably. That would be it. That would okay. Be it. Uh -huh. How long ago was that? 
So that's been about seven, seven years now. And since that time, I'm not going to say you haven't gotten back on the horse because that sounds like a sex ad, but you understand what I'm saying. I do, yes, doctor. Well, when are you going to get back on the horse, <laughs> for lack of a better way of saying it? I'm, you're I'm a, hoping you're soon. A, you're a young, no, there's no hope. You're a young buck here because this is second center. This is the prostate. This is the area of relationship and sex. And calcification is the metaphor for frozen rust. Do you understand? I do. I do. You're taking your marbles, your emotions, and you're running and escaping in the work, freezing yourself. Everybody works, but you're hiding yourself in your work. Do you understand? I do. And not only that, but... Your problem, it's like women who get fibroids or other problems. So once they figure that out because of hormonal excess from their adrenal gland, they might get a hysterectomy and you might, you know, get your prostate taken out. I'm so sorry. But if that's the case, then you could have a problem in your fourth center, your heart or your breasts. Uh -huh. Because this is really about heartache. Do you get it? I get it now. Thank you for opening my eyes. Yes. Because you are throwing yourself into your work to, es to escape being thrown out. Because you'll never get thrown out of a job. Because you have op up to optimal control. But when you're in a relationship, it's a partnership. You get a vote and they get a vote. And no amount of work makes it work. It takes two. And you need a better way to pick the relationship. Does that make sense? I yes. want you to go to an acupuncturist and Chinese herbalist. This doesn't replace what you do with your doctor. Acupuncturist and Chinese herbalist and have them treat your liver meridian, your spleen meridian or your kidney meridian, whatever is excess, because they can tell by looking at your looking at your um, meridians. Okay? okay. I also want you to go to someone who does EMDR, hypnotherapy or something like that to help you get the trauma of this old relationship out of your system. But if you can't find the wherewithal to find yourself out with friends to meet people and that hasn't happened in seven years that means you really have to go to a cognitive behavioral therapist to help you figure out what you need to do to take the next steps do you get it yes thank you thank you yep there's the music we're going to go talk about how you can learn the next causes that are hidden about weight gain so you're listening to healthy living intuitively with dr mona lisa you found us this is unity online radio the voice of an awakening world welcome back to healthy living intuitively with dr mona lisa 
the weight ups and downs. We've learned that there are hidden reasons why we gain weight. If you want to know more about the reasons on how we can, the ways in which we can handle weight and metabolism, consider going to the following options. Go to my Facebook, Dr. Mona Lisa, Instagram, Dr. Mona Lisa 1, or Twitter, Dr. Mona Lisa 2. Dr. Mona Lisa 2. If you need a private reading, you can't get online today, go to www.drmonalisa.com, www.drmonalisa.com, or call 207-846-6475. Where am I going to be next? When this mess gets, gets out of here, I know it's a difficult time. We can't even get out, but we can stay in until the virus goes down, and then it's going to be a lovely, lovely world. But while we're in, we've discovered great ways in which we are better, better people, and we've helped each other to find our sanity. Coming in July, July 22nd, I have a seven-day medical intuition training program. It's a certificate training program. At seven days, you're in the room with me, and you learn how to do a reading knowing only someone's name and age. You also learn how to heal mind, body, and soul with medical intuition. You want to know more about that? You go to www.drmonalisa.com. It's held in a wonderful inn in Freeport, Maine. On the other hand, if you want to learn medical intuition as an individual, I have individual training with me on Skype or Zoom or any of those little things that they have now. They have so many of them I can't even keep track. Go to www.drmonalisa.com. We will go to line three. Actually, no, we're going to go to line two. Susan, I'm yes. Dr. Mona Lisa. How can I be of help? Hello, Mona Lisa. Thank you so much for what you are doing um, for us today. Thank so, you. Every night, usually when I go to sleep, I can go to sleep at 930. I'll wake up at 1030 and be starving. I can go to sleep at 10.30, I wake up at 11.30, I'm starving. 11.30 could be 12.30, I'm starving. It's an hour after I go to sleep every night. <laughs> okay. First of all, you're a woman after my own heart. <laughs> you think the problem is food and you think it's sleep. When really, all you have to do is look up and it's the clock. We have a clock in our head. And we have a clock uh -huh. in our cells. And you have a sleep wakefulness cycle. I've had a sleep disorder since I can remember. Okay. I've had trouble staying awake my whole life. I used to be asleep 17 hours a day. Sometimes I feel like that too. <laughs> I know. That's why I'm going. That's why you're a woman after my own heart. There was a famous and exact, you can figure out how to solve a person's problem by looking at the most extreme case. The most extreme case uh, these boys, it's very rare. It's called Pickwickian mm -hmm. syndrome. They are more, they're huge, morbidly obese. And mm -hmm. they actually, they're like those circadian, those, those, those insects that they sleep, they wake up once every 26 years or something. The circadians, <laughs> yeah. do you know what I'm saying? Circadian. And uh -huh. they eat everything in sight. They eat all the trees and then they go back uh -huh. to sleep. Mm -hmm. they, it's called Pickwickian syndrome. I read about okay. it because when I had this disorder, no matter what I did, I kept gaining weight. And I kept telling the doctors that and they wouldn't believe me. 
Right. And it messed up my, I know, it messed up my period. It messed yes. up my eating. It messed yes. up everything. Yes. And for two weeks, I know. So what I did was I kept moving. I figured if yes. I run, I know. Yes. That's why I say, that's why everything <laughs> they know about weight is baloney. I could say something better, but this is Unity mm -hmm. online radio. That. You can, you know what the word is. I do. I probably used it. <laughs> it's processed meat. It's called baloney. Anyway, uh -huh. so I would run and I would bike. I had an exercise bike. Yes. And this is how I started to learn what was wrong with me because I would read on my bike when I was a brown and I would wake up to someone waking me up saying, you really have a problem because you're falling asleep on the bike. You've fallen asleep. Mm -hmm. I would stand up in line at the cafeteria and I'd wake up and all this glass was shattered around me. I'd fall asleep standing up. I would never sit down. And then okay. once I went running because I'd use running to stay awake and I got run over by a truck and I was yeah. thrown 86 feet four fractures in my pelvis, several broken ribs and a shattered scalpula. I was still heavy. Uh -huh. So mm -hmm. there goes that. Later, they found out that people who are narcoleptic, okay. they have problems with weight. If you look uh -huh. up leptin, there's a reason why I'm getting yeah. to this. If you look up leptin, it's, mm -hmm. if you look up leptin in sleep and you look up leptin in weight, for God's sakes, they're related because leptin mm -hmm. is related to sleep and leptin is related to weight. And you have a disorder in both. Okay. And I did too. Okay. Because I was heavy and I knew that whenever I had a sleep problem that day, it was good for about a pound. In, right. You know, you know, okay. I do because so, I listen to you so much, and I don't eat. I when I was working full time, I quit eating lunch with my other people. Can, so I, can I tell you? My can I tell you? No, 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 no. I know. That, trust me, I've done everything. And people look at me going, "Oh, you don't have a weight problem." I'm like, "Come over here so I can take a knee out." So I mean, that's what we're. That's Rhode Island for. I love you. <laughs> so, uh -huh. um, I said it earlier. When you sleep, you have to sleep enough. If I don't sleep eight to nine hours a day. I gain a pound. That's the way it is. The other thing is you have to sleep and eat at the right time of the day, Missy. Okay. Do you understand, Susan? Because I do. you have to, your problem is circadian. Think those cicadas. Gotcha. And that is when you get enough sleep, you get enough leptin and you get the just the right amount of appetite and energy. Mm -hmm. If you don't get enough sleep and you have all those interruptions like you do, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you don't get enough deep sleep or non-REM2. That means you don't get enough leptin. You have sleep deprivation. And your appetite goes up. And when you are awake, your energy metabolism plummets. Yeah. So that is why you have all these sleep awakenings mm -hmm. and you're starved because your appetite goes up because you're not you're not getting enough leptin and when okay. you are awake your energy goes down so okay. somehow yeah. you have to go to a sleep lab and have them fix your train and train i can tell you how i fix it but you're not going to like okay. it i would um, do it. i'm open. I, well <laughs> you're going to this is a battleship here Okay. First of all, you think 
you think Pete Sampras and tennis. Yep. And then you okay. think farmers in Iowa. And you're like, what do those two things have together? One of them is when you get up in the morning, you get up with the sun. Use yes. the sun as your clock. Okay. Because I've been, I've been doing that here lately. Okay, wait a minute. I'm not dumb. Wait a minute. I'm not really. It has to be religious. Okay. And when you get up, cortisol is high and so is insulin. And that's when you eat the most, whether you're hungry or not. Okay. It's medicinal. I have people who say to me, I have a friend who's heavier and she's pre-diabetic. When I try to feed her breakfast, she said, I'm not hungry. I said, too bad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and she doesn't want to wake up in the morning. And I come in her house, room and I sing, good morning, good morning. Mm -hmm. It's great to say out late. <laughs> and she's like, oh, my God. And she's got those goggles on. It's number two. And you eat okay. a big bowl of oatmeal Okay. with a glass of water. The oatmeal uh -huh. is dense, complex carbohydrates. Mm -hmm. I've tried all kinds of other things. I'm starved by 10. At 10 o'clock in the morning, at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, you have a half of a protein bottle, bar, um, bar and mm -hmm. a bottle of water. Okay. You get a second peak of cortisol and insulin around 10. 12 noon is your biggest meal of the day. Okay. Because thereafter... I know. See, I can hear your voice starting to lag there. Thereafter, <laughs> and I know, I know. Uh -huh. And you do portion control. You can't have your basic trough that they have in an Italian restaurant. Uh -huh. I eat a dessert plate. That's the size of the plate I use. I'm not, not a gonna... big eater because it makes can me I feel tell a you? little... I, I know, sleepy. You have a sleep disorder. You're going to have to go to a sleep specialist. I'm just telling you right now. Uh -huh. That's why I eat on a dessert plate. Okay. Okay. It doesn't matter if you're hungry or not. It's irrelevant. Majority of the time okay. I'm hungry, I could eat the painting off of that, um, the paint off of that wall over there. It's irrelevant okay. because okay. I want to be awake. I don't want to be run over by a truck or a car. A car came over right. later on in my life. Um, so you take a plate. I take a dessert plate. You divide it in thirds. One third protein, one third carb, one third vegetable. Because if you fall asleep, sleep means gaining weight for me. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then. Before lunch, you do a half an hour of aerobic exercise. Okay. I climb stairs, 30 mm -hmm. flights twice a day, and I walk. I can do that. Yeah. And then 3 o'clock in the afternoon is your last carbohydrate. That's the last. Okay. Whether you're okay. hungry, not hungry. I'm about to say something that's not that most helpful thing. No one's ever died of hunger. Yes, people in Biafra, which is probably not called Biafra anymore, but whatever it is, I don't know what's Biafra. It's another country, but you understand what I'm saying. People do die of hunger, die you. of hunger. You won't be. It just okay. is painful, but it's not mm -hmm. a bad pain. It's a good pain, and I'll explain why in a second. Mm -hmm. Then dinner is no later than five. My dinner is four since 2000, okay. the year 2000. Early you dinner. take yep. a saucer like a saucer underneath a whatever you call uh -huh. that. And it's essentially a social meal, meaning it's a nada meal. Yeah. Nada in Portuguese mm -hmm. means nothing. Mm -hmm. A tiny piece of protein and no carbohydrate. Okay. If you can walk after dinner, you lose the weight. The okay. most you can have for the rest of the day is you might have a glass of 12 ounce tumbler, mm -hmm. hold me back mama, and put uh -huh. like, 
three ounces of grapefruit juice in it because grapefruit, it's a hack for gaining weight. It's the old grapefruit diet thing. Grapefruit actually binds or messes up insulin, how it works. So I have that okay. every night, but that's it. If you're hungry, you're hungry. I know yeah. you can, but you need to go to a sleep specialist because there's things that you can do. Okay. Nothing. Okay. Alcohol. You can't do alcohol. Nothing. Okay. No, can't no do wine. coffee. <laughs> I wine is alcohol. Yes. No wine. You can't do any electronics after five o'clock. It goes zzz no in your head. When I look at your body, though, I see a history of trauma, 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 trauma. I see someone who's cold, <laughs> distant. Why are you laughing? It's not funny. Cold, distant, critical, who's walled off, removed, and inaccessible. And it makes it hard for you to have relationships because you're porous or sensitive to this person's yeah. anger. So you're like a paper towel. You pick up people's anger. And as a result, yeah. when you're around anybody who's angry, you could pick them up at you know, a distance of 100 miles. It, yeah releases this anxiety. They're angry, you're anxious, and it releases cortisol and insulin in you and you gain weight. Who is that person who's cold, distant, and aloof you've had trauma with early in life? Early in life. Okay, so we're going back like as a child? Yes. Perhaps? Yes. Um, I say that would be in the perennial units there. Right, I know that. Most people go, it's my mother, and I'm like, no, there's more current. This one. Well, I think it's probably a little bit of both. I know. It entrains your brain and your metabolism. So then okay. you take that brain. It's a study that's done by Mnuchin, Salvador Mnuchin, so that mm-hmm. you're that person, that hidden cause of excess intuition that yes, triggers yes. that their anger triggers your anxiety, and mm-hmm. it it mess it causes you to have this hypervigilant, twitchy immune system. Mm-hmm. Um, excuse me, hormonal system. Mm-hmm. Um. You may be complicated by eating low-fat food, but then you find out this high carbs in there. You might have figured that out. You may have yeah. been tried too narrow of a diet, but then your metabolism tanks. I've done that. Mm-hmm. You may have eaten out too much, but then they give you too much food. Um, mm-hmm. Too much exercise actually releases cortisol and makes you gain weight. That's yes. a nice thing. You may. I'm just giving you all the secret reasons why people gain weight. Um, eating around certain groups of people or family, they encourage you to eat weight. That's not good either. Um, hormones. You need to get check your hormones. You may not get okay. enough conversion of T4 to T3. You, even okay. if you have adequate number amount of T4 and T3, there's a study mm-hmm. that's done at Mass General that may actually mm-hmm. help. Even if you have normal T3, just a dollop of T3 three times a day may help your brain and your problem okay. with sleep and alertness during the day so you fall asleep better at night. Um, Where do I get the of T3 at? Where can I? You have to talk career? to a complementary integrated physician who will talk okay. to you. But you really need to consider going to someone who knows dialectical behavioral mm-hmm. therapy or D as in dog, B as in boy, T as in tomahawk to help you with that porousness or sensitivity because I know because I used to eat lunch every day I ate the same time and I didn't eat any dinner and I was 30 pounds more than I am now mm-hmm. and it was because I was intuitively keyed into this arguing over lunch about work so I went up the street and I ate at an all-you-can-eat buffet and all-you-can-eat dessert buffet mm-hmm. and I watched CNN you know wars and stuff 
and I lost weight. I went mm-hmm. from a size 12 to a size four in like three mm-hmm. months. And they looked at me and they're mm-hmm. like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and they decided they wanted to come up. And I said, you're sitting at another table. They did. And they gained weight. Uh-huh. Do you get it? I do. You're the yeah. person who's cold and distant was uh-huh. judgmental yeah. about That's- your weight. Yeah, it's my mom. And I know. I wanted you to say that, but you have a hard yeah, time saying it. It's my and mom. Mm-hmm. When you were in the house and people argued, you carried the anxiety about it in yeah. your stomach. And in that yeah. family, when people argued, your mother and somebody else, you carried it in your head. And that triggered blood sugar problems. Yeah. That's the work of Salvador yeah. Mnuchin. Do you get it? Uh-huh. Yes, Those people, the problems in the family take a detour and they almost always have eating disorders, obesity, mm-hmm. diabetes, mm-hmm. or ulcerative colitis, capiche, all of which capiche. you can have. You have a wonderful day. Thank you for joining me. Thank okay. You. Thank you. We'll go to the Thank next you. caller. Thank you. We oh, will go thanks. to Karen on line three. Karen, how can I be of help? Oh, thank you, Dr. Moot. Thank you for um, plugging me in. I've had a challenge with, um, I've lost a lot of weight. I Let me tell you what I see. Let me tell you what I okay. see, because I'm trying to get you before we go to the break. We got a few minutes here. I didn't mean to be rude here. You know, Karen, you're 51, is that correct? Yes. Whenever you lose weight like this, you have to be very careful. You go to the doctor or the practitioner because you want to make sure that you don't have something going on in your body that's hypermetabolic. Okay? Okay. But every illness is always in part due to diet, genetics, the environment, and so on. But every illness is an emotional, intuitive component. So you want to rule everything out. So you want a, a doctor or nurse practitioner or someone to look underneath the hood. Do you understand? Yeah. But what's going on emotionally, I see that you actually have a great relationship. But it's hard for you to take love in a relationship because you've had a painful one in the past that broke up in a painful way. What happened? Um, During my marriage, I found out that my my husband had a child three days before my daughter was born and um it was just very traumatic emotional trauma and that's like saying a train ran over my foot and it kind of hurt are you kidding you poor thing i'm so sorry you say it was kind of traumatic no husband your husband had a baby three days before you did yeah, before my daughter was born, yeah. And um, but he left the marriage, so I had to, you know, work, do everything to support my child, and I did the best that I could. She turned out how, very well. How long ago did that happen? <sighs> Over 20 years ago. And since that time, you've not had another relationship? No, not a deep relationship. I've dated, had, you know, 
boyfriends, but nothing of substance and nothing that lasts very long. Let me go to your body. You you call, carrying that that in your chest because it's grief. Grief always holds in your chest. I look at your head. I look at your eyes, neck, thyroid, heart. I look at your left lung, right lung. Someone in your family, a man, has problems with breathing, lungs. I can't figure out if it was asthma, emphysema, or something like that. It sounds like they clear the throat. I look at your left lung, right lung, left breast, right breast. I see capacity to have hormonally sensitive densities in both breasts, densities that tend to be estrogen sensitive. I look at your esophagus, stomach, liver, gallbladder, colon, and rectal areas. I see a red dotted pattern where your esophagus and stomach comes together. I can't figure out if your digestion gets worse with certain mm -hmm. foods. Were you sensitive to fatty foods, acidic foods, or what that is? I think it's acidic foods. I look at your left kidney, right kidney, bladder. I see a dull feeling underneath your right rib cage. I look at your uterus, left ovary, right ovary, and cervix if you still have them. I see an old red dotted pattern in your cervical, vaginal, urethral area. I look at the joints in your hands, wrists, elbows, shoulders, hips, knees, and ankles. I look at your neck, upper back, lower back, and sacral areas. Once again, I see a red dotted pattern underneath your right rib cage and goes down to your right lower quadrant. Can you please tell me other health concerns other than weight loss? The, the hot flashes, it's really, really, really terrible to the point where sometimes I soak through my clothing and look like, like, I, like I'm working out. So I drink a lot of water, which is causes me to get up quite frequently during the night to urinate because I'm, I'm always drinking water. So you get hot flashes and weight loss. Yeah. And you're always drinking, you're always drinking yeah. water. And what health problems come in your family? My mother passed away with uh, cancer. What kind of cancer? Um, her uterus, uterine cancer. My grandmother passed away from diabetes. You know, you need to check your blood sugar because a lot okay. of people can have that thing with the drinking of the water thing. A lot of people with hot flashes, they don't talk about drinking water and weight loss. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Um, have you ever had gynecological problems in the last minute we've had here? No. Okay. And how tall are you? I am 5'4". How much do you weigh? I'm 133 pounds. Have you been trying to lose weight? In the past, because I was overweight. And have you had lumpiness in your breasts? No. Okay. You need to get it checked. You need to have your blood sugar checked. 
because it's okay. a lot of times drinking the water because, and of course, you have a hyperactive responsibility gland. But the other issue is your mother on a stick. Mother on a stick. It means that you just, your eternal mother, you've mothered everything, but not yourself. Your primary identity was to, after that huge relationship fallout, to just throw yourself in motherhood, hide your mm -hmm. emotions behind a brave and stoic face, and not mm -hmm. complain. Do you understand? Yes. I want you to get checked, get your breasts checked, your cervix checked, everything checked, and I want you to have go to have somebody help you take the grief off of your chest so you can move forward to get yourself nurtured. Otherwise, though it's atypical, perhaps losing this weight is a good thing. It means that you can move forward and have a very full life to find new love. Do you understand? Yes, I do. But you really have to check everything. And I'm sure you'll and be so really, I will. really healthy. Okay? Thank you so much. Um, let me ask you a question. Mm -hmm. How are you different from your mother? I verbalize my emotions. I journal. Because I want you to think about that because that's the most important thing. I know when you said she had cancer. I know when mm -hmm. you said that she had all those illnesses. I know that your voice caught. You want to think of how she's different and you want to be different. Because another aspect of weight problems is genetics. We are not our genes. We can change our genes with epigenetics so we can transform ourselves. And you have transformed yourself. And now you can move forward with love and health. Okay? Okay. You okay, take it easy. You. Thank you. I want to thank you for welcoming me into your day. You've been listening to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Intuition is our spiritual GPS and the single best tool that we have for navigating our lives. I'm Victoria Shaw, and on my Intuitive Connection podcast, I will share with you the ways to connect with your intuition and awaken the gifts of your soul. In each episode, I'll draw on my own intuitive gifts and my training as an Ivy League trained counselor and psychologist to help support you in reaching your highest potential. Start listening now on Mind Body Spirit FM Podcast Network or wherever you find your podcasts.